T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Be Mitch of Finley, 1067 The Fan. Make sure you're following along on social media. Follow me at JP Finley NBCS. You can follow the show at B Mitch and Finley. Follow Brian at B Mitch Live NBCS. Landfill, did, where did B have anything fun going on this afternoon, or just take it? We all get time off. Might as well take it before you lose it. I think he's just hanging out. My man. Yeah. I wish I was hanging out. I'm, I might hang out later. He uh, said he right was going to come by and shoot you with a dart gun, but he didn't have a dart gun. So. Well, you know what? I hope he doesn't get one then, because yeah. I believe him that he would actually do that. Um, Right now, no dark guns allowed because we're going to talk to our guy, Tim Murray. You can follow him on Twitter, at 1TimMurray. Timmy, what's going on, man? How you doing, bud? JP, brother. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Hope everyone is well there in the uh, wonderful D.C. area. Yeah, you know, holidays, everything went well. You know what didn't go well is I was feeling myself with Coastal Carolina last night, plus 7.5, and, and then their starting quarterback goes down, and so does that bet. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing you might have been on the same side of that one. Uh, I was not. Uh, I actually oh, didn't, I didn't. I didn't have an in-game bet, and you actually were on my program last night. Uh, I my, was. My colleague, uh, Sean King, former Bucks QB, Laid it with East Carolina. I wasn't. I actually had. I'll be honest. I had as shocking as this sounds. I had zero bowl bets yesterday, and then that is shocking. And then uh, as I saw Grayson McCall do a somersault onto his head into the end zone, I said, "You know what? That is the biggest in my eyes in college football this year." There were two situations, and we talked about Fresno State a lot on this program. Uh, we, no more no, Bulldogs. No DC radio station has talked more about Fresno State than uh, <laughs> your show this year. But when they lost uh, their quarterback uh, this year, Jake Hayner, I thought that was the biggest drop off to a backup in college football. It's rivaled at Coastal Carolina. And once Grayson McCall went out, I assumed he wasn't going to return because he's already in the portal. So I, I placed an in game wager on ECU so that was uh that was the only game you know that I ended up rolling with uh I will say last night uh, a bunch of people that I talked to JP and I imagine you know about six people in in DC were up watching the end of the Wisconsin bowl game uh late last night down there against uh against Oklahoma State but this is why point spreads and gambling is is awesome uh, because it gives reason to watch a 24-17 game with 10 seconds to go. So keep this in mind, people. Bowl games are weird, right? You don't know. It's not just always going to be, hey, we're going to take a knee. 
So late last night, there's 10 seconds to go. Wisconsin just gets a first down. The the total is 45, and Wisconsin's got a fifth-year senior making his first career start at quarterback. So instead of taking a knee, he fakes a handoff and tries to bootleg into the end zone. He gets wow. tackled, so the under does come home. But uh, nothing is safe in bowl season. Just uh, Just keep that in mind. You're going to have some bad beats. Nothing is – I mean, I think you could just argue nothing's safe in college football, period. That's but, also fair. But certainly not in bowl season. Um, we're talking with our friend Tim Murray. You can watch him and listen to him on VEASAN every night, 6 to 9 p.m. Um, so I, I want to talk to you about Carson and Heineke yeah. and the commanders. But I, I do want to – I mean, we're starting to get to, like, the real meat of bowl season yep. where there's, like, three games a day. And obviously the big Great. ones are coming this weekend with uh, the, the college football playoff. Um, I, I want to give him a little bit of love just because it's kind of a local game in the military bowl being played sure. in Annapolis. They kick off in, in less than an hour, so hopefully people are heading over to Marine Corps Stadium for that. Um, you got a feel on UCF and Duke? I do, actually. Um, so the numbers is, is moved a lot, and, and there's a reason for it. Um, UCF is, is going to be without uh, their top of receiver. Uh, their backup quarterback has already hit the transfer portal. He's proven to be vital because their starter, John Reese Plumley, has been dealing with this hamstring injury all year long. So the drop-off from Plumley to Keene wasn't that significant, but the drop-off from Plumley to the third stringer is rather significant. And then on the defensive side of the ball for UCF, you know they're dealing with a, a bunch of guys that hit the portal and have uh, have already transferred out. So I mean that's the biggest thing when it comes to bowl games now is is kind of keeping an eye on who's in and who's out. I mean Duke is fired up JP to be in Annapolis. They got to town December twenty third. They did the whole song and dance in DC. Oh yeah, man, they're 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 loving it. Like they're they're embracing every second of it. From my understanding, UCF got to town like two days ago. Like <laughs> they're like, all right, whatever. Um, so we've seen this line move from UCF being a favorite, Duke being the favorite. I, I'll be honest. It's not my favorite play right now because Duke is now laying three as opposed to catching two. Uh, so it's swung about five points. But I think Duke take care, takes care of business uh, tonight, JP, or this afternoon in, in an hour. So if you want to you know, put a little pizza money on it, keep yourself entertained, uh, I would yep, look at I'm the Blue Devils. right now. I would, I would look at the Blue Devils. I, I just think they're the more motivated team. Now, you know, if John Reese Plumley comes out and is balling out, then we could be in trouble here. Uh, also, UCF lost their offensive coordinator. Is he, is he a Plumley brother of, like, the the Duke Plumley? No, brothers? no, It's funny no. that we have to worry about a Plumley yeah. that isn't Plumley against Duke. Duke, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and Duke's quarterback, man, he's a, he's a, he's a stud. Um, so, you know, Duke winless in the ACC last year. First-year head coach, I, I more often than not, not always, more often than not, JP, I like to back first-year head coaches in bowl games because it's always important for them. They get those extra practices. So I just think Duke's going to be fired up to be playing in this game. This is one of the rare instances, JP, where I, I am actually going to fade the group of five team and set when they play the power five team. Usually it's the other way around, right? The group of five team is fired up to play in the power yeah, five team. Kind of their Super Bowl, right? Yeah, but UCF, remember this, you know, they were a win away from going to the Cotton Bowl and playing USC. Their consolation prize is playing Duke on a conference rivals field. In Annapolis. Oh, yeah. And oh, by the way, you know, UCF is going to the Big 12 next year. So, like, 
I, I just I have real concerns and questions about like you know how just up for this game are they? So yeah, I think Duke I think Duke takes care of business. You know, uh, I don't know if it's JP tweet worthy, but uh, I like him. I, I like Duke this week. All right, so now now I'm going to ask. You've got <laughs> between you've got you've got basically every college football game between now and when you're on with us again next week. So it, it's time for the official Murray moneymaker of the week, and then we're going to talk some some Commanders quarterbacks. I know this this makes me nervous now with all your. I mean, you're what four and zero on the Murray moneymaker? Yeah, so just remember that one. It's it's eventually going to run dry here. So I do like. I mean, Kansas. we got like Pete Haley sending group texts when they hit. Like, there's real <laughs> momentum here. Uh, I really like Kansas later this afternoon. That number is now dipped below the key number of three. So uh, I have personally played Kansas. I do like Kansas. Okay, uh, I like right now. I like Texas Tech tonight, catching three and a half. Uh, Texas Tech first year head coach Joey McGuire. Uh, it's in Texas. They sold out their ticket allotment in a second. Uh, so I'm, I'm rolling with the Red Raiders. But uh, I guess for the official play, uh, I'm going to go tomorrow night, uh, a game that I'm really excited to watch. And I'm going to take Washington plus the three against Texas. Uh, it, is in, it is in San Antonio. So obviously, you know, Longhorn Nation will be there in full force. Uh, I wish we could go get still get the hook. We could have got it earlier today. I mean, JP, this game opened six uh, in favor of Texas, has moved to three. Wouldn't be surprised if it dipped under three. Um, you know, M- Michael Penix Jr. is the quarterback for Washington, and he announced he's coming back for, for next year, and he is absolutely fired up to be playing in a bowl game. He's never played in a bowl game before. He was hurt. When he was in Indiana, when they made their bowl game two years ago, Indiana was not very good last year. So he's had a phenomenal year. They're riding this wave. They played exceptionally well when they closed out the season against Washington State. I was actually on Washington State that night. That was a beatdown. And Texas, look, I think Texas has some motivation, sure, but they're also going to be without their top two running backs, including B. John Robinson, who could be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. Roshan Johnson, their backup running back, is also out. He's opted out. He's headed to the NFL. Their top defensive player uh, for Texas is out. So, you know, if you're going to give me points and what I consider kind of a, a true coin flick type game, uh, I'm going to roll with the Huskies tomorrow night. Uh, and this will be absolutely appointment watching phenomenal game put the kids to bed nine o'clock get a cocktail sit down and watch this one with the fire going man this is going to be a fun game if you like points this is going to be a game you're going to want to watch so today i do like texas tech i do like kansas and i like duke i personally have played all of those games uh but uh for you jp and uh, for the tweet that's going to scare the hell out of me, I'm going to go with tweet Washington. Tweet is out, dude. I know. The tweet is out. Godspeed. Tim Murray, Godspeed, money maker Huskies. for the week. Huskies <laughs> plus three and a half against Texas. Um, Got to talk Wentz and yeah, Heineke here, but but give me a quick lean on my Terps in the mayonnaise bowl. I don't love the Terps here. Uh, I think NC State, you know, think about last year. They flew out to San Diego. Uh, their bowl game gets canceled day of. That was kind of a rallying cry all year. Now, look, Devin Leary is out. He's gone. He's he's dealing with an injury. He's left to go to Kentucky. I just, you know, last year, JP, Maryland was, I think, my favorite bowl play of the entire bowl season. It, you wow. could tell, right? Virginia Tech fired their head coach. All these opt-outs. They wanted nothing to do about being in New York. I, I'm wondering, and Maryland was fired up. I, I'm just very curious what the 
what the the mindset it is of Maryland. I'm not saying Maryland's mailing it in, but you know, Leah's playing without Rakeem Jarrett, without Dante Demas, without Jacob Copeland. He's you know uh, the 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 tight end just the tight end just, just transferred. went transferred to Alabama. So. I'm wondering the mindset down there. Um, I, I do lean towards NC State uh, in this spot. Home field-ish vibe, right? It's in Charlotte. Uh, and I think you get your best effort from NC State, who actually, you know, despite the fact of being down to their third-string quarterback, uh, played really well down the stretch. They closed the season with a win over North Carolina. So, uh, I would lean North Carolina State in this one. Nothing that I'm racing to play, but uh, just I'm curious Maryland and their mindset heading into this game. I think NC State, it's just going to be kind of a slugfest down there uh, on the 30th. Well, to hell with NC State. How about that? How about that analysis? <laughs> Old school um, ACC. Get get the Raycom, man. Let's get this is Raycom. Jefferson Pilot, baby. This is Doc Walker calling this game at twelve thirty on uh, on CBS or whatever it was when we used channel to be 20. a kid. Yeah, channel yeah, twenty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, talking with our friend Tim Murray from Vison. You can follow him on Twitter at one Tim Murray. The official Murray. Moneymaker of the week is the Washington Huskies tomorrow night. I have now planned my Thursday night around watching that game. I'm pretty fired <laughs> up. Um, let's get to Sunday's action. Commanders facing the Browns in a must-win game for the playoffs, and Carson Wentz is going to be your starting quarterback. I came on your show last night, told mm-hmm. you that I expected this to be the move. Um, what's your reaction to the news? I think it's the right move to make, right? I mean, you know, Taylor Heineke from – and I'm just telling your listeners what they already know, but – it seems like you know you ride that momentum while you can, but he makes a lot of fifty-fifty decisions, and it, it's just he's not a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL. He's a great backup to have. He's a guy that you love to go to if you need him and you feel comfortable going to him, and you can win games, right? But yep. over time, the star's gonna fade. And not to say that Carson Wentz, and and this is what basically you said last night on the show, and I'm just regurgitating it, but I I agreed what you said. Carson Wentz has a lot of flaws, but he's also six foot five, and he's got you know a big arm. And when you've got these playmakers out there, this is the guy you want to have. This is why you traded for him, right? This is why you didn't ask the Colts to eat any of his salary. You believe in Carson Wentz. Now, do we believe in Carson Wentz? Well. We'll see. I mean, look, this guy had two opportunities last year in win and go to the playoff situations, home against the Raiders and then on the road at the Jaguars. They lost both of those games. I'm not saying it's solely his fault, but the Jaguar game was horrifying. I mean, that was maybe the worst game of his career. Maybe, Maybe you can remove the maybe. He was awful. But I think this is the right move to make. And what you saw in the 49er game, was it a lax defense? It's possible. But at least what I saw, JP, was you got this is the, the decision that they had to go with here. You can't, in my opinion, trot Heineke back out there. So we'll see, man. But, you know, this number we talked about a little bit last night, it's, it's scary. All right? It, it seems too easy. Doesn't it? You know, Washington minus two, totally. desperate game at home. Cleveland stinks. They haven't played that well since Deshaun Watson has come back. So all that's true. But the line is two. I think it was already baked in that Carson Wentz would be the guy here. Uh, if you if look we, at, if I knew it, Vegas knew it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was 
this wasn't a surprise to anybody. But here's the interesting thing, right? So some sports books put up look-ahead lines. So you could actually bet games like 10 games out, 10 days out, excuse me. And then they'll take them down, the game will play, and then they'll repost the number. Well, it was two. They played the game. It posted two and a half, and now it's back to two. So it's just, it, it's, it seems like that is the number. So we'll see. I, I think it's the right move to make. And, you know, you shared the pessimism that I think most people have as Washingtonians that are around our age, right? Mid-30s or younger. It's like, well, this type of crap happens all the time, right? We get optimistic, and then it's like, oh, here we go. What What's going to let us down? So maybe we'll be surprised and and. You know, I'll say this, outside of the Packers, everyone else keeps kind of tripping over their own feet here. So, you know, Washington still has that opportunity to, to be in there. If you look at the uh, the odds to make the postseason, it's around plus 165, I saw, at, at one sports book for Washington to make the playoffs. So slight underdog. However, you know, Green Bay was like plus 185. So they're kind of all in that kind of same, you know, realm. It's it's going to be interesting coming down the stretch here. Um, I, quick one for you, and I'll, I'll let you go. We're talking with our friend Tim Murray from Veasan. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at one Tim Murray. What do you think about the Bengals plus nine hundred to win it all? I really like the Bengals, man. I do. I, I think if I it, my prediction right now, which I'm sure will go wrong, I would bet. That it's the Bengals and the Niners. That's just my feel right now. Gut feel. Uh, that's that's our Super Bowl. I don't know if it'll happen. I mean, we had that what 1990, right? That was the. Yeah, I think the, twice it was Niners Bengals. I think Ken Anderson got the one and Boomer got the one. Yeah, catching the back, both, of, catching the back of the end zone. Right. That was uh, wasn't yep. that the John Candy game? No, that was uh, that was uh, 49ers Cowboys. Maybe I, I I'm I think going. That was it. I'm going down think, a rabbit hole. That is. Uh, yeah. No, but little, I'm with you. I think my head. Um, I do think the John Candy game might have been the catch, like the Dwight yeah, Clark catch. I think it was the catch, yeah. Because it was at Candlestick, and the Super Bowl wouldn't have been at Candlestick. Right, of course. Um, um, but I, I really what? like the Bengals. They they are red hot right now. Uh, I've bet against them now, I think, two straight weeks, which has gone really well, um, <laughs> especially when Tampa was up 17 to nothing and didn't cover. Dude, you know what I did at 17 to nothing? I live bet the Bengals. That was, nice. that was a nice little win. Hell yeah, yeah. that's, that. a, that's yeah. a great play there. Um I like the Bengals, man. They're they're red hot right now, and I think you can make a strong argument. Now, Leal Collins, what's the what's the, he is he done for the year now? Yeah, or, yeah, that, that's a big loss, man. But hell, their O line was trash last year. It was, and they got um, they got all the playmakers, man. And I'll say this, you know, people, you know, they don't they don't have a great defense, but Anarumo is a great defensive coordinator. He's a smart at, he's a smart dude, man. So yep. he makes some good adjustments. I, I do I like, like their the Bengals. linebackers. I like their edge rushers. Timmy, thank you for the time, man. Always appreciate it. And uh, you really flatter me when you refer to me as mid-30s or younger. I, I mean that. <laughs> I don't know. We're around the same age. We're in the same yeah, spot. More or less. More or less. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. All right, man. See ya. All right. Happy New Year. That's our guy, Tim Murray from Vegas. You can watch him, listen to him on Beeson. Give him a follow at 1TimMurray. When we come back, you'll hear from Ron Rivera. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Yeah. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. B. Bishop Finley, 106.7 The Fan. A lot of folks want to know what Ron Rivera, how he reached his decision to go to Carson Wentz instead of Taylor Heineke. Let's let the commander's head coach explain the call. Um how we handle things, I think, um, where we are right now. I'm looking for a little bit of a spark, a little something different, and uh, I think now's a good opportunity for it. What do you feel like he can add that maybe, in terms of spark, that maybe he wasn't able to in those first six stars? Well, I think the biggest thing is he's, he's more comfortable with what we're doing. That, that was evident in, in the game. Uh, in spite of the fact that you know they knew we were going to throw it, they, they kept coming. And I thought he handled those situations very, very well. You know, he got the ball out a couple times hot, um, got it out to where they needed to be thrown. Um, he threw some really nice balls. Uh, his decision-making was very quick. So, I, I, again, I just think that now he's had a little bit more of an opportunity to, to, to see the rest of the offense, feel the rest of the offense. And um, I think that's, that's, a, that's a big part of it. The other part, I think, is, you know, he got a little bit of a reset. You know, he, he missed several games. He had an opportunity to, to heal up. To, to you know, to, to look and feel better, and I, I think that's exactly where he is right now. Um, Ron, as you're going through the thought process, did you? How much did you think back to when you made the trade for Carson in the first place? The reasons why you decided we needed to go get a quarterback like him. I I, I thought about those things. I thought about his ability to make certain throws as well. I, th- I think that's a big part of, you know, why he's here. Obviously, is because we believe he can throw. He can throw the ball. Um, you know, and, and downfield and, and make those long, deep throws on on the outs and on the seven routes. Those things are are a big part of what we what we do as an offense. And is Taylor going to be the number two? Because it looked like what we saw, he was getting deeper QB reps as opposed to the standard backup reps. Well, he's beat up a little bit today, a little sore. So we didn't have him throwing the ball, really. That was probably the biggest thing you guys didn't see. He didn't really throw the ball much. What are you looking in terms of improvements from the defense? And obviously having Cam Curl back, if he's back, would help. But what are you looking for in terms of improvements? Well, from the last biggest game? thing and the only real thing that, that got us a couple times was we, we gave up a couple of big explosives that hurt us. And, you know, we had, we had contained most of those for a while. And so that's something that, you know, we can't allow to happen. Um, you know, I, th- I thought, again, for the most part, there were some good things, a lot of good things that we did defensively. But probably the biggest thing that stood out was the fact that we, we allowed a few explosives that, 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 were play were, were touchdowns and, and we hadn't done that in a while. Making the move aside from the obvious importance of this game, the the broader postseason implications. How much does that factor in, knowing you've got to get both of these to keep playing? Yeah, I mean we want to win both these obviously to, to get into the into the playoffs and, and that's a part of it. 
Um, and I think that's also part of the reason, you know, behind it. I mean, we, you know, the last three games were, were 0 2 and 1. And so looking for a little something extra to give us a, a little something to get over the hump. And, and it's important, especially with these last two games that we want to win. Being able to get back at home these last couple of games, any particular message to, you know, the importance of. Well, I mean, the obvious is have, you, you, you want fan support, obviously, and, and you want an atmosphere that's conducive. And uh, hopefully we can get that. Carson had an opportunity last year with Indianapolis. They needed one win over the final two games. It didn't happen. What do you think that would mean for him to have the opportunity again to kind of maybe correct what happened in the past? Or Well, you know? I think, you know, that'd be great for him, first of all, but two different sets, circumstances, two different teams. Um, but for him, obviously, it would be great. It'd be great for us as, as an organization to, to, to do what we need to do to get ourselves in the playoffs. And then going back to Heineke real quick, if he's healthy, will he be the, back, he'll be the backup? Yes. Or, okay, got it. Antonio Gibson sprain. He's left a knee slash ankle. Where's the sprain at? Uh, knee slash ankle. <laughs> okay. uh, no, I mean, it, it is. Okay. I mean, he's dealing with both of them. So, you know, it's just, you know, it happened in the game. And that's why we, that's why we took him out of the game and, and put Dax back there to return the ball. That's why, um, you know, Jonathan Williams finished up the game for us. You know, both, the, both those backs were, 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 were pretty sore coming into the game. For the most part, and and uh, once we got to the end of the game, you know, we, we felt just got to be smart with these young guys, and so we took them out and put Jonathan in, and, J- and Jonathan did the job that we thought he would. When we last saw Carson with Terry, it looked like their chemistry was still a work in progress, and the Terry and Taylor seemed to connect a lot. How do you make sure, or how can they go about establishing uh, a better rhythm this time around? Well, I think the biggest thing, more than anything else, is now that I think he's more comfortable with what we do and how we do it. An opportunity to see how things are 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 are, are going, uh, have a feel for the rest of the offense. I think it'll help them as as we go through this. And the running game is what you've talked about a lot. The downhill running game, having a new quarterback who can make a lot of these throws that you're excited about. Is there an emphasis to Scott? Like, hey, you know, let's not forget what also got us here. How do you balance getting well, Carson in, but also the old kind of formula? We're going to do what we, we we think helps us win the game the most, in all honesty. And so there's a lot of things that we got to be able to do. What throws or plays show you that Carson has a better understanding of what you guys want to do now? Well, one of the first things was um, when you see him throw the hots, and I, I thought that was I thought that was probably one of the really good things because again, if you go back to the to, to the uh, last game you played against the Bears, you know we had a they had a backside blitz on our first third down, and it came completely clean, and it's one of those things that you know if you sees that he throws that dart, and it's a completely different different play. And now you, you see him do that, and you say, okay, he's seeing those. And then you see another pressure, and he gets the ball out again quickly, and you say, okay, he sees that. Those are part of the things. Um, we, we ran a, a deep cross that he hit in the game, and, again, it's all you know understanding to get it out and when to get it out and who to get it out to. And on the defensive side, did you see any cause for concern in those explosives, or is that something that you expect to be you know pretty correctable? They're very correctable. I mean, you know, the, the – the, the the jet sweep, we 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 didn't set the edge as tight as we needed to to force it to stay inside. We we got stretched a little bit. We had a linebacker get cut off and pulled down, and we had uh, we had a safety in a corner basically in the same crease, and that that's a recipe for disaster. And so we know we can we can do better than that. Um, and then as a as a safety, on one of the deep throws to the tight end, we bit up and. You know they had shoot. They had two guys there that could have made the play. 
What's your level of concern with Antonio? Just his availability this week? No, no, not not a lot of concern. I mean, we'll see, you know, how he is tomorrow. I mean, that's that's the thing that we have to understand. It's it's never about, you know, now. It's always about how he is later in the week. So as we get further in the week, then the concern really happens. But right now, no. Just watching him, you know, get his treatments and doing things he needs to do. We'll see how he is. And how did you go about informing the quarterbacks and the rest of the team of the switch and kind of what was their reaction? Well, for the most part, I, I talked to several different players yesterday and, and just kind of, um, you know, explained to them what I was thinking if they have any thoughts and, you know, listened to a few of the guys who had ideas and thoughts as well. Talked to coaches. Um, and then I talked to the uh, coach, uh, quarterbacks individually and just let them know where I was headed. And just to clarify, were those team captains or just Just a little bit of everybody. Something? Yeah, back here. When you find the major decision in your mind, where are you? Are you home? Are you in the office? Are you in the car? Um, well, honestly, David, it's something I've, I've percolated over for 12 years, always wondering what I would do in this situation. And, and you know, going into the, you know, in, into the situation, going back to after Chicago, I always thought if that happened, you know, I'd go with my number two. And if he was rolling, I would continue to go with him because he was the hot hand. But I also knew that at some point there would be a, a time where we may need to have a spark come back. I mean, I really did think all this out. And so when we got to that point, and as I thought about it um, yesterday, um, I, was, I was in the office. And, and, and having gone through all these scenarios in my mind, the thinking is now would be the opportunity. And it just kind of matched up with what I've, what I've been thinking, for, thinking about for as long as I have. And, and so this situation, because I knew eventually it would happen, and it did happen. And so having thought through it and, and kind of saw these things fall into place like they had, you know, what I'd always thought about came to fruition. So I, I just felt now is the time to do it, and with two left to go and, you know, right into a playoff, hopefully, you know, we've got to be able to do it and get something out of it and hoping to get the little, little bit of a spark, like I said, that, you know, could help get us going. That you weren't terribly concerned about the offensive line that maybe it was made out to be more than what you think it is, but in shifting to a new uh, back to Carson Wentz, how much of an adjustment does that take on the line? Well, I, I, I think one of the things that you know, obviously, and what I said yesterday is really, you get to a certain point of the game where where they can pin their ears back and go, it, it makes it hard, you know, and, and then you also got to consider who you're playing against. You know, I mean, it, it, it wasn't as if we, we were playing, you know, the 32nd ranked off uh, defense. I mean, we were, we were playing a pretty doggone good defense, that's for sure. Um, so sometimes, you know, things happen. But the shift back to Carson really is something that the guys will have to get used to, just the way the cadence goes. The, it's probably the first and foremost thing. And then secondly is, you know, again, understanding what he's going to do and how he can do it with the ball. Um, I'd like to believe that him getting the ball out as quick as he did um, you know, going through his progressions like he did in, 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 in those couple of series that he had, you know, gives these guys pause. Like, okay, he's comfortable. He's, he gets it. Um, and so we can, you know, we can adjust and adapt. And I think they will. Matt and then John. Ron, if you were thinking about kind of the team idea of Spark at some point, back in November when you were thinking about the, the quarterback situation, did you want to go back to Carson and just stuck with Taylor because he was winning? Or how did you, how did Carson's kind of presence? Carson's presence never 
played into it. Like I said, I was going to stick with it because it was the hot hand. I mean, it would have made, you know, it'd been asinine to make the change then. But as we went through the last couple of weeks, and you know, we saw some. I saw some things. I thought, okay, maybe we just need a little change right now. Um, and then after this last game, I thought, okay, you know, everything that I've thought about, everything I've prepared for, you know, this moment, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And then you, a lot of times, you could just talk to the quarterbacks, tell the team. Why did you want to talk to some of the um, the leaders? Well, I just wanted to make sure. That first of all, they knew what I was thinking, and then I did want to hear. I wanted to hear from anybody that that had an idea or a thought, and you know, just I mean, granted, it, it, at the end of the day, it's my responsibility, you know, to do what what is what is best at this point, or at least I believe is. And but I, you know, but I wanted them to know, you know, the guys I talked to. I, I didn't get a chance to talk to everybody. A couple of guys got out earlier yesterday. Than I, I'd hoped to, to before I had a chance. And um, so this morning I finished up with a couple other guys I was able to get to, and, you know, and then that's when I, I talked to everybody. All right. Thanks, Coach. Ron Rivera explaining his decision to go back to Carson Wentz, put Taylor Heineke back on the bench. We'll react to that. So will Grant and Danny. They are on next. But when we come back, real quick, i got to tell you the absolute craziest story I've heard today. Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitch Finley. B. Mitch Finley, 106.7 The Fan. Grant and Danny coming your way next. You just heard from Ron Rivera there. Pretty clear the head coach seems like he thought long and hard about this decision. Um, I, I like that he said it would have been asinine to get away from Heineke while the team was winning. But uh, let's be real. This team's now lost two in a row. They haven't won in a month. Um, the, the win streak is long gone, folks. You've got a tie, a bye, and a pair of L's. Um, one at home, one on the road. Neither of which, I mean, that Giants game, they got to be kicking themselves about. The Niners game, they were competitive, but not enough. Um, You know, Carson Wentz is going to address the media here in a little while. It'll be interesting to see what he says. But it's also going to be interesting to see what Taylor Heineke says. And um, we're we're working on getting his response to some questions. Mullins, let me know when we have that. But I, I think, you know, I think Ron was was pretty honest there and kind of pretty real about this team needs a spark. They've got two games left to get into the playoffs, and you know maybe that's what you need is change a quarterback, a guy that has the big arm can go downfield. Um, I got a a wild scenario for you. What if the Commanders get in the playoffs as the seven seed? They would probably play the Vikings in the first round, so they'd go to Minnesota to face Kirk Cousins, who, for better or worse, still seems to be to resonate a lot with Commanders fans. And then if they win that, they would go to Philly and be Carson Wentz back in Philly. That's just kind of a wild thought. Um, I, I wanted to hear Taylor Heineke react to the news of his benching. Here he is. You obviously want to play. Um... Put it out of my, out of my hands now. Made the decision, and I'm gonna try to be the best backup I can be to Carson. And uh, you'd rather be playing, but how nice is it to get a day off when we saw a beat up you were out there during the game? Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously, it's a long season. I was I haven't been playing the whole season, but you know, body's hurting a little bit. And it's nice to get you know a couple of days off. Were you surprised that ultimately this was the decision that was made? Yeah, I mean, you know, I felt like we were on a roll there for a little bit, and. Um, got ourselves in a position to make the playoffs. And, um, you know, this- You've been the guy that's come in and 
some some degree help save the season. Do you feel at a minimum you've done more than enough to show this team in the league, you know, what you're capable of? I hope so. Um, you know, I, I, two two and a half years ago I was out of the league, and uh, you, you just want to stay as long as you can. So hopefully this year's you know bought me a couple more years at least, and uh, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Heineke taking the high road. Kind of as always. I mean, that's that's what I would expect Taylor to say. And and I do think one thing that, that has made this transition possible this late in the year is that Taylor and Carson have maintained a, a good, close relationship in all of this. And I think they've both been true pros. And, and that makes a huge, huge difference. Landfill, I've realized, is, is Jeff in today? Yes. I haven't got to talk to Jeff all day, and, and Jeff, I apologize. It's been a busy, busy day, obviously, with the quarterback news. Um, the question I've been asking everybody, I want to ask you, dude. Were you surprised they made the move, and is it the right call to go to Wentz? Was I surprised? No. We we all knew it was coming just from the remarks made last week. And honestly, I just think it is the right move. Um, we got to get more production, and I know – the numbers show that they have been more productive with Heineke, but the, but the magic is running out. Um, you know, we, we spent this money on this dude last year. Um, I say we see what else we can get out of. Like you said, JP, yesterday, if Wentz going to have two good games and pull off possibly a, a playoff win, we probably will see him next year. But I just think it is the right move because – these next two days are I mean these next two games are going to show what we're going to do with Wentz in the off uh season. I think I think that's well said, Jeff. All right, I have a I think fun idea. Landfill, hit the sounder for her to hear first. All right, we haven't been doing our usual betting routine just because it's a weird holiday week and people have been out and whatever. But I've got an idea for just the three of us. There are four college football bowl games today. We're each going to pick all four. Ten bucks a man, winner take all, whoever gets the most right. Landfill, Jeff, are you in on this? No, I'm not in, I'm, I'm not feeling good on my betting lately. I'm good off this. <laughs> what a dork. It's ten bucks, Jeff. I'm good, too. So you guys just don't want to do this. I don't watch college football. Say, that, JP, dude, I, I, I watch it, and I'm about two of six on my college football bets. JP, right. I am plagued with losing when I pick teams. I, well, I don't think that's dependent on college football, Jeff. All right, I'll give you my picks then. <laughs> Military Bowl starts in seven minutes. I'm taking the Dukies. Tim Murray laid out all the reasons why. Arkansas plays Kansas in a game that should be Kansas versus Missouri, and Missouri's a bunch of cowards. That game is at 5.30 in Memphis, Tennessee, which is kind of an Arkansas home game. Um, But I'm going to take the Jayhawks. Tonight, in what should be a good game, Carolina playing Oregon. High, high point total on this thing. Um, I don't know a damn thing about this game. But... I'm going to lay the points. What the hell? I It's very unlike me to lay 14 with Oregon, but I think they're pretty good, and I think Carolina's not. Um, the nightcap, Texas Tech, Ole Miss. 
I think Lane Kiffin's team wasn't that good this year, and they just won a bunch of games early, so they got a high ranking. Give me the Red Raiders. There it is. Dukies, Jayhawks, Oregon Ducks, and the Red Raiders. Thank you to all our guests that joined the program today. Thank you to Pete Haley. Thank you to Tim Murray. Thank you to Ben White. Thank you to Jeff and Landfill in the aquarium. Thank you to B for coming in on his day off because he wanted to yell about the lack of talent at the quarterback position in Washington. Grant and Danny coming your way next. Thank you to everybody that called and listened. If you made it this far, I owe you a DC brow. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.